0: Hello and welcome to the Wide Teams Podcast, the podcast for geographically dispersed teams and remote workers, located on the web at wideteams.com and on Twitter at wideteams. This is episode 91. I'm your host, Avdi Grimm. And joining me today is Robert Rouse. Robert, uh, you are a, uh, you're a software developer, uh, correct? Correct. And you are with Crank Apps?
1: That is correct.
0: But, uh, but you weren't always with Crank Apps. Um, uh, before then, you did some, some management of remote teams, didn't you?
1: I did. Um, I managed a team that was, uh, had members in, Brazil, Eastern Europe, and the Philippines.
0: Wow, that's a pretty widespread. So how did how did you get into that role?
1: Well, I I got recruited by a local startup that does real estate news in St. Louis when I moved here um, a few years back. Um, I had some previous Rails experience, and that's what they were looking for. And they found me on LinkedIn and asked me to come in an interview. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I accepted that job, it was. A combination of my first management position, my first actual Rails-based job. So, you know, I had a, a lot to, you know, learn on my feet really quickly uh, to do Seriously. well. So Yes. So it was, it was a lot of fun. I learned a lot very quickly. Um, I learned about, you know, dealing with people and, you know, actually directing people on, you know, what to do and what they needed. So mm-hmm. it was good fun. <laughs> I did so that did, for about two years. So. Two years. So
0: did you have anyone, any, anything, thing or anyone to kind of clue you into, you know, what you would need to know to manage a diverse
1: distributed team? Not at all. Uh, I, you know, the people working there, you know, they didn't let me know, you know, anything. Kind of as, as I figured out, it could have been to make sure I didn't run off screaming because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, it was, it was a lot to take on at once. So, yeah, I didn't have any real guidance or guidebook on how to do it. I just had to figure it out as I went.
0: So what uh, what kind of things I guess you had to learn really fast. What kind of things did you learn about that role? I mean, what what were the things that were like, oh, wow, this is a different world?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, uh, there's. There was a couple of uh, cultural differences that I had to um, to you know learn and you know take on. Uh, one is you know a team, the team in Brazil. Um, I learned that they have this thing every year called Carnival, and it's like a big giant party that they do there, and they all take off of work at the same time then. And I didn't know about that, <laughs> so so yeah. Uh, That was the first time in my life I had ever had to think about Carnival, um, and, you know, take it into account what was going on. Mm -hmm. On the, uh, the guys from the Philippines, I learned that they are, they take their religion very seriously there, and I, you know, they would ask for, you know, time off to go, you know, do their services and such. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I had to know, you know, when those services were and not, you know, make sure not to schedule anything there then so that they could have time to do that. And, you know, here, you know, in the United States, you usually don't have to worry about that because, you know, it's one, not something you can ever ask in an interview or anything like that. And it's not something people tend to talk about right in a work, in a work setting. So, you know, usually at most it's like, oh, I have to go do this thing. and Okay. It's fine.
0: Uh, right. Right. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and then, you know, uh, one of my uh, part of my role as a manager was also hiring, so I got to see a lot of diverse um, resume types. Um, for example, in the Philippines, they put, you know, what religion they are, the names of their parents, how old they are, you know, things like that, stuff that you would never see on an American uh, resume.
0: <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, some of that stuff would be like HR violations or
1: something. Right, right, yeah, you would get in really big trouble, so, you know... I. I had to ask them why they put it on there, and they told me that it was actually expected, and pretty much required there, hmm. the Philippines when they were applied a job. So they they didn't you know cha- didn't tailor their resume for you know a U.S. audience. It was just mm-hmm. this is their normal resume.
0: Right. Did you run into any other cultural differences, like more along the lines of just you know interpersonal stuff, the way people talk to each other?
1: Yeah, the people from the Philippines are very the ones I dealt with anyway were very um, very non confrontational. They pretty much you know if I said something, they would say yeah okay I agree with that, and then you know there would be no you know, no debate back and forth on whether or not that was correct. Right. I only I only found out that they disagreed with me when I was talking to other teammates that let me know like hey you know. He didn't exactly agree with what you said, but he didn't hmm. want to tell you.
0: <laughs> oh, well.
1: So it's kind of like a, I guess it's a tremendous respect for authority.
0: How do you deal it's, with that?
1: Well, you know, I, I found them to be, you know, the most, you know, some of the most respectful people I've ever worked with. Mm-hmm. And it it was not very, you know, hard to deal with. So, I mean, I guess it's easy I to deal
0: with, but like, how do you, you know, how do you let them Get know? around that? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. So what I, what I ended up doing was, you know, I just encouraged you know debate. Um, if I did something wrong or somebody else did something wrong, we would you know talk about it in our you know Skype chat that we had for the development team, where we would um, you know talk about the problem, you know what the the, the issue was, and we would you know I've just made it an atmosphere of. You know, being laid back, and you know that they 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 were not afraid of losing their jobs by saying something that could have been seen as controversial. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, I learned uh, you know the Brazilians have a phrase you know called uh, or a word called "gambi," which is like a hacked up mess. Uh, So so we would you know use that term and kind of pass it around like a badge of honor when we did something, you know, that was a little bit out of the box and, you know, not necessarily the greatest thing in the world, but Mm
2: -hmm.
1: (laughs) so it was always, you know, who was going to be the the king of the Gamby (laughs) that day. (laughs) So, yeah, we just, you know, I just cultivated a culture of, yeah, you know, things go wrong. It's okay. We can, we can laugh about it. It's not that big of a deal. And don't worry about losing your job.
0: Mm. (laughs) Right overall how did that experience work out I mean I hear a lot of horror stories about outsourcing and that kind of thing I mean did you did you find it successful
1: yeah we I, I found it quite successful uh, I mean sometimes I had to battle a you know small language barrier where you know a few of the Brazilian guys that I worked with you know their grasp of English wasn't you know wasn't hundred percent fluent but was you know great enough to, to work through. Um, any task I gave them, I just mm-hmm. had to, you know, spend a little bit of extra time, you know, explaining it to them so that they could under, you know, make sure I could they could fully understand it.
0: Right. Let's talk about hiring a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess with these roles, you weren't like, uh, you know, flying people into interview or going over there to interview. You were mm-hmm. you were adding people remotely, right?
1: Correct. Yeah. Uh, we when we needed somebody, we would you know ask our current employees if they knew anyone that was available to do you know some work for us okay and you know that's our first step in finding new we were looking for new people when that dried up or just nobody was available we would you know go on to something like craigslist and just make a posting in the country that we were interested in hiring from and uh we would get responses and our general process there to make sure that these people were, you know, uh, they actually said, you know, they were what they said they were. We would, uh, you know, I would give them a test story task to do project, um, to do, and we would pay them when they were done. Mm. And that was for two reasons. One, we kind of decided early on that, you know, not paying someone for doing, you know, taking time to do something, you know, was kind of, you know, we j- just didn't feel right. Because, you know, I know I don't enjoy doing, you know, three or four hour interviews and not getting anything out of it.
0: Sure, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think sec- I does.
1: Right. And, and secondly, uh, it was to show that, show the person that was implying that we were serious about paying them. Okay. Because, you know, the, in a remote setting, it's a lot of trust that you have to, you know, either you have to build or the person just has to have a lot of faith that you're going to do what you say you do. Mm -hmm. But that helped to build, you know, the initial trust that, okay, they have money and they are actually going to pay. (laughs) So so we would do that and then I would look at the the test um, project that they they built and decide whether or not that they had what I needed at the time. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that process ended up working out quite well.
0: Nice. Now, uh, as we mentioned before, that's not your current situation. What has your career evolution looked like since then?
1: Well, I left. I left that position um, last summer, and I moved on as um, into a contracting position. My first ever actual contracting position with a company in London. They were doing a kind of a meetup style application. You know, like I'm going to be at this location. Who wants to come with me and hang out, sort of, mm-hmm. sort of thing? So I was hired on as a back end Rails developer because it was a it was a hybrid. It was Rails back end and an iOS front end um, app. So yeah, I did Rails stuff. So I had to shift my working time to get more in line with their with their time zone, so that I didn't make them stay way past their normal office hours. And I also didn't have to wake up at, you know, like three o'clock in the morning to work (laughs) during that time. So I usually, I set my hours between 7 a.m. and 3 p.m. So I would end up waking up about six o'clock in the morning and getting ready Mm. to work by Mm seven. And then three, you know, 3 p.m. was about, I don't know, it was there late, later afternoon. So. Right. So it was it was a good happy medium between, you know, the extremes of way early or way late.
0: Mm-hmm. What kind of lessons did you take? I mean, you'd been on the managing end uh, of, you know, managing remote workers, uh, and then you went to being being the remote. What kind of lessons did you take from from one to the other?
1: Uh, well, I took my level of communication with me. I had been used to, you know. Making sure I had fully explained things to people who may or may not understand. Um, so I took that with me to this new position where I, you know I continued that thing of, of being you know over I got even I guess you could say over communicative um, with them you know making sure they knew exactly what was going on, which was a nice change of pace for them <laughs> uh, because they, no, they hadn't else?
0: experienced that before.
1: Not, not, not so much, and, uh, a lot of the people I were, I was dealing with were not the, you know, the technical people. They were the, you know, the, the product visionaries that didn't really have the, you know, the, the coding background to understand what I was doing. Right. So, yeah. So being able to communicate, you know, effectively with them helped them out a lot.
0: Okay, so, um, moving on from there, now you, um, you went from there to Crank Apps.
1: I did. Yes. One of the guys that I worked with at the London company, he was a former director of development for Crank Apps, and when I left the the job with the London company, he talked to his old boss and said, you know, you should talk to this guy. He's good, and he's now available. Mm-hmm. So they, uh, you know, contacted me through Skype, and I went through the interviews and got hired there pretty quickly after I left. I think I was gone maybe a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Between yeah, it's great, you know, when you know the the of, uh uncertainty of of job switching. It's always nice to have something lined up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I started uh, I started doing that and started with Crank Apps in September of last year. Mm-hmm. So I've been there almost a year now.
0: Okay, and what's the uh, what's the team layout of that like?
1: Well, we've got people uh, on the East Coast. I'm in St. Louis. And then we the, the company itself is based in uh, San Francisco. And then we've got, um, we've got a couple of guys that live in Canada. So let me see. So that's South Carolina. We've got a new guy that's in Connecticut. And then I'm in Missouri. And then I think Vancouver and Toronto are the two uh, places in Canada. Wow. Right. And then we have one guy who moves around a whole lot. I don't know where he gets the money to do so, but he must have been very <laughs> frugal in his life. But uh, when I started, he was actually working out of Spain,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then he came back to the United States. And I think he's currently in New Jersey. Mm. But when that that, that uh, hurricane came through New Jersey, he actually hopped the plane and spent like three weeks in Hawaii. Oh, well. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, he was all over the place, still working remotely.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think actually a couple of weeks ago he was in Costa Rica. Hmm. So he's just moving all over the place. <laughs> My goodness.
0: How do you, so how, with a, a team that, that distributed, how do you keep things together? What's uh, what's your daily um, routine look like?
1: Well, we, uh, we all stay connected in Campfire, and we do use Skype when we need to talk uh, remotely. We have a weekly status meeting uh, for the developers, um, it was actually today, a little bit earlier. We refer to our crank call since it's crank apps. <laughs> crank <call. laughs> uh. So we use uh, we use Google Hangouts for that, and we just get together and we talk about all the projects that Crank Apps is currently doing. Any problems we come you know come across, you know anything to do with life in general. If you know somebody's taking a trip, we'll talk about that. If somebody had just come back from something, we'll you know talk about that. You know, know, we're basically, at this point, basically a small family. So when, you know, when one of the guys had a kid recently, we all saw pictures and, you know, we all got to hear about how that went. Nice. So, yeah, I mean.
0: Now, do you meet these people in person?
1: You know, I've never met any of them in person. Hmm, It's all been online. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. I don't. I'm not one of the people, I'm not one of the uh, uh, person who needs, you know, to meet someone physically to, to, you know, make a a friendly connection or anything. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So, yeah, it's, I do miss an office environment at times, but a lot of the time I'm perfectly happy working remotely and actually kind of prefer it. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Now, do you work, do you work out of your home or what?
1: I do. I work out of my home. I have a room sectioned off specifically for work so that I do, you know, so I have a, you know, separation between work and family life. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I found when I had my setup in a little room off of my bedroom, I spent a whole lot of time just working instead of doing, you know, other things. So wake up like in the morning, roll out of bed, go do work.
0: Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that is kind of the danger um, when your, your work is right there is, um, it's harder to break away from it.
1: Yeah, I've, I've still, I mean, even with it being separated, I've there've been days where I've worked way longer than I intended. You know, I have a 12-hour day as opposed to an eight-hour day.
0: Are you able to so then my, sort of co- uh, compensate for that? You know, take some, work a light day or something?
1: Yeah, my our work schedule at Prank Apps is re- l- relatively flexible. Um, if you have something that you need to do, you just say, "Hey, I'm leaving," and. People are like, okay, well, have a good time or, you know, good luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's our thing. Uh, yeah, and it's, you know, crank apps is very much, I would say, work result oriented. Mm-hmm. So if you get your work done, it really doesn't matter how long. Right. You know, of course, there's a, you know, slight difference when you're doing client work because you have to bill hours to the client. And mm. the client has expectations. Mm-hmm. but if it's you know on our own products that we are currently building it's really you know much more flexible
0: mhm cool. so you, so you try to you try to just do a like a context switch when you when between your office and and like the rest of the house um mm-hmm. that's that's something that's cool that's something that's been i found is it's it's good to have but i'm not i'm still not perfect at it cuz you know i'm <laughs> i'm always even even when i'm out with the family you know i might not be work working but emails always there you know it's always tempting to try to get that notification taken care of
1: mm-hmm. yeah i my android is still set up to alert me whenever there's an email and i mm. am like compelled you know i'm compelled to to look at it
0: right right you got to get that yeah. make that number go to 0 and i right <laughs> i've i've been steadily turning off various notifications to try to avoid that but
1: yeah you know when i, I got i've gotten better over the over the years when I was, you know, doing the management side of things, it was kind of a, you know, wake up at seven o'clock in the morning, um, you know, work until like six o'clock, you know, go have dinner and then come back from like nine to midnight. Mm-hmm. That was my work day pretty much Oof. every day. Wow. <laughs> well, because, you know, some of the guys, you know, worked in the U.S. time zones and other guys worked their own time zones. Mm -hmm. So, you know, some of the guys in the Philippines would work during the day, but other ones would work throughout the night. So I had to, you know, stay up long enough for them to come on and then explain what they needed to do for the day and Mm -hmm. answer any questions that they had. And then I could go off to bed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, it was long days, but it was, you know, they were fun at times. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, stressful at other times, but any job is I would say as a manager, any job like that is, it gets a little crazy at times.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you feel like remote work is, is for you. Do you think you'll, you'll keep working remotely?
1: Oh, yeah. I, as I said, I, I kind of prefer, uh, prefer it. Mm-hmm. Mainly because, you know, the distraction level is, is much lower, um, than it was in an office environment. In an office environment, I had people, you know, coming to my desk and a- asking questions pretty much constantly. And you know, I'm sure you know as a developer, you know, too many distractions throws you out of the the zone, and it takes mm-hmm. so long to get back into it. So, oh yeah, hours. <laughs> I was yes, I was spending so much time trying to get back into the mindset that I needed to be in to do um to make any progress.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: at at home, I, the most distractions I get are my cat jumping on the back of my chair, <laughs> or my dog barking at someone out the window. Uh huh. And occasionally my neighbor um, does leaf blowing for like half an hour, uh-huh. <laughs> so it's it's much much less of a problem. And you know, again, having the flex schedule is is also very nice. Right. You know, if I need to go, you know, help my wife do something,
0: mm-hmm. then
1: I can do that without worrying. You know, without having to you know make the commute. You know, the half hour commute back home. Right. <laughs> To help right. and then go yeah. Back. And,
0: and you're lucky if
1: it's just half an hour. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. We have rush hour here, and mm. it's a good 45 minutes at the end of the day to get home. Mm-hmm. When I was working in the office,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was terrible.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Stop and go traffic.
0: Yeah. That's that's no fun. Well, Robert, it sounds like uh, remote work is really working out for you. We're coming to the end of our time. Before I let you go, where can people find out more about you and Crank Apps online?
1: Oh, okay. Well, um, I'm R.E. Rouse at, uh, on Twitter. I tried the blog thing for a long time and it just didn't work out. So <laughs> I don't have any type of blog or anything. So mm-hmm. I just do Twitter. Okay. Um, CrankApps is at crankapps.com. Some of our products that we have built, one is uh, called KickServe, K-I-C-K-S-E-R-V.com. It's a App for you know doing service calls out in the field, like if you're a plumber or uh, you know a you know, custodian or something that you need to go and clean a house or something. Okay. You would do that to you know coordinate with the customer. And um, there's a companion app. Um, it's called Kickserve Conversions, where it's it's used to do like you know marketing of your your products. Mm. Like I have this nice you know Cisco router. You should come look at it, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is at uh, I think it's conversations.kickstart.com. it's been a while since I looked at it
0: alright well Robert thank you so much for your time
1: thank you it's been fun
0: and that is our show for today hope you've enjoyed it to subscribe to the show if you haven't already go to YTeams.com. you can also find the show in the iTunes music store the Y Teams podcast is distributed under the Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share alike 3.0 license our music is by Giles Boquette until next week this is Avdi Grimm signing off (laughs)